And welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. Tonight we got kind of a special bonus episode for you. Uh, we're going to be discussing Allison Chain's Jar of Flies, uh, enormous EP. I think you like the music and the conversation. And we're going to do a little uh, series of season preview for season three of the Music Challenge Podcast, which will be coming up soon. And we're going to imagine a world of uh, when the pandemic uh, eases up and just what, how exactly our concert uh, habits are going to form. Uh, so uh, enjoy the episode. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, Jed wasn't available tonight, so we're running without Jed. Uh, but that's uh, kind of how these bonus episodes go. So take it easy and uh, enjoy the conversation. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Oh, I'm Jesus. So, yeah, today we're talking about um, Alice in Chains, Jar of Flies. Their 94 release, which is technically an EP, um, but was a really fat EP. And um, something that's like been huge in my existence since 94. Um, and we were talking about stuff we should talk about. And that's my spring like jam. Like this time of year is when I'm listening to this time of year is when I'm listening to Jar of Flies. Sweet. I, yeah, I love this album and I appreciate you bringing me back to it, man. I really do. Like, it's funny because when I think about 1994, I think about what else 1994 was marked by. And mm. for me, that was fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I like this was the the CD. I had this CD and I know every note of this album and I love Oh yeah. It. Um and but Fish took me away. Um you know, but listening to it like the color of the album cover um and just the the acoustic nature of these songs kind of the stripped down feel is the right. same thing. So I would to me this place this this set, the set of songs kind of sits on the shelf right next to Nirvana Unplugged for me. Sure. It's absolutely without question. Like I'm, I'm too old to really listen to the, the kind of the electric grunge part sure. of this, but right. this like, yeah, this stuff is so good listening to it again. It, it's kick ass. And it, it makes me, it, it, it holds up so well, like, now but it also makes me think that Allison Chains of that you know genre or or region was a very versatile like group of dudes from that region I mean they could throw down and they could they could um you know do something like this almost like folky but with some edge to it and I don't know the the mood of this record it's just it makes me feel like a certain time of year it makes me feel a certain way when I listen to it I don't know I love this freaking album it's I've it's it's so funny that you mentioned it as a springtime thing I've always thought of it as a fall album to me to be perfectly honest with you um yeah like I but I I could see that yeah too Right. Like it's, yeah, it, it, and they're not all that different. Right. It's kind of a transitional time. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because I think of this 
album kind of sitting along with the collection of other albums from that era to me that kind of transcend the rest of them, you know? um, Yeah. I mean, this one is really, really good. Um, I mean, the first song itself, you know, starts off. um, uh, That first song is fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me. I think to me, um, I don't want to call this happy music because it's not really happy music. It's almost like content music. Like it's this is light, us. right? Yeah. Like light music about really heavy stuff. It right? is, right. It's like, still really heavy. Yeah, really heavy and really dark. And these were like, these were sessions that were not necessarily intended to record an album. From what I understand, the right. bass You're player absolutely got- absolutely right. Right. The bass player Mike got Starr. kicked out. Right. Yep. They, and so they yeah. put in a new guy and, My, and, and that was, that was, I th- believe his name was Mike Inez. Yeah. And he was, he was Ozzy. Ozzy's, yeah. He was Ozzy's player. bass player. Right. Yeah. So he came in and they were just kind of, um, they, they had some songs in mind. They, um, but by basically what had happened was 10 months earlier, Jerry Cantrell had promised the producer that they would have songs ready. And so, yeah. Um, So the studio time was booked well in advance um, because Jerry Cantrell had come to this producer. Um, I forgot his name, Um, but basically this was already. Yeah. There you go. That's exactly it. Yeah. He produced, he produced one of Trey's albums too. Yeah. Um, You know, so this guy was setting up a schedule ahead of time. Right. And basically, um, yeah, they didn't have, they didn't come there really prepared with a lot of materials. So they were just kind of figuring it out and I'd say they slammed it out of the park. Right. Right. I think it's exactly like you said, and they said Lane wrote most of the lyrics and harmonies and like choreographed the lyrics in the studio and who Toby Wright, whatever his name was, said he was very efficient, which blows me away. Right. Well, I mean, Jerry Cantrell's got a couple of amazing songs on this oh, album yeah. as well, right? Like, you know, no excuses and don't follow. Um, Their vocal harmonies are haunting and freaking beautiful. It's one of my favorite vocal harmonies in rock and roll, honestly. I, uh, you know, Oh, go ahead, Andrew. No, no. I, I mean, I'll jump in on the vocals. I, I agree. I mean, uh, his, his vocals have a lot of texture, and he seems like he knows how to use his voice in more than one way. Okay. Um, like, he can kind of sing out like this, but he also got this kind of thing going on. And uh, that was a horrible example. But uh, <laughs> the hard, 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 h
and they said too, um, Toby Wright said they recorded on uh, analog and yeah, Lane, Lane it was uh, Lane's that. behest. Yes, right. he, he very very conscious of how he wanted the band to sound. They said he was a like great, obviously vocally in the studio, which is really interesting to me. Obviously, I love his vocals, but he knew his voice. It, uh, Rob, yeah. the, the thing about this uh, this album it passes the test. Like the first four songs, right? Right. The first four songs. Um, you know, and then it takes a nice little break when you get to wail and wasp the instrumental. Um, but you know, rotten apple, um, you know, we talked about that already. Nutshell. Nutshell. Right. Um, and then um, I, that, that opening, like, um, nutshells, triplet or whatever at the beginning of um what is it i stay away or no mm. no excuses yeah mm. yeah um no excuses uh no excuses is the song with the vocal harmonies that are just amazing right, right. um and you know the wonderful guitar work in that i mean i stay away though like the vocals in that like lane staley um and that just the, the haunting vocal. it's textbook lane too If I get the lead is kind of buried, as in uh, the first time I listened to this, the only thing on my mind was Mike Inez and like just how like featured the dude was. And like, you know, he, he carried the goddamn melody for a number of these songs. And then he would transfer it to the guitar for these screeching wah solos. And then it would come back to him to kind of end the song sometimes. And uh, it was right. Like uh, the first Rotten Apple, like ding, 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 you know, that type of thing. And he's just riffing that throughout, you know, while, uh, what's the name? Uh, the bass is extremely prolific. cool in my opinion i mean so you know if if i can try and make it through my uh thing without freezing up is that uh you know i have no really no uh interface with this music so you know i gave myself a crash test in uh um what allison chains was and where this was in their career and sure what these songs were 
And um, this was not on your radar at the time, is what you're saying? No, because it was 1992, correct? 94, but yes. I okay. mean, you were even deeper well, at that point. Well, 1993 was my first dead show. So, okay. I can, so like, the thing is, I did work at a swimming pool. And uh, of course, it was classic rock all the time. And uh, this wasn't really classic rock, but it got mixed with hard rock and stuff like that. You know, I was in champagne. I was in strict rules. Right. And uh, um, so I did hear, uh, um, I heard this, Here Comes the Rooster, uh, which I fucking love. Rooster. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, a number of other tunes they had that, uh, but Got you know, like when when I went out with my friends at night and stuff like that, like no one was, sure. like I feel like I was just about eighteen months too old for the grunge to like resonate that have sure. You know, but I don't know if <laughs> understand. I, I don't know if that's true at all, but uh, um, because I was in college during the. I mean, Nirvana was you know Nirvana and Program were the and pumpkins were the soundtracks of my college, you know? Right. So, and the thing is I absorbed all of that. And, uh, you know, in next season folks, when my, uh, next formative four come out, you're going to see how that is kind of real riddled up with all of that. You know, you just pervasive. You couldn't get away from the grunge ideal when you were even right. moving away from the grunge ideal. So like every genre had a, had a variation of, the grunge ideal in it. Yeah. I think in my musical development, it was definitely fish and jam bandery right. that ended up, I mean, kind of supplanting it. I, I kind of moved beyond that stuff. And that's what I was saying. Um, too. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, hearing like hearing some of those Jerry riffs for the first time and then hearing Trey, just play like a machine gun. Um, right. That was the stuff, like it was kind of like it was happy music instead of kind of the sad stuff that grunge was in sure. a lot of ways. And, and so was. grunge was I so mean, gloomy. And so it was, it was. Yeah, I just wanted to be happy with music. Actually. You missed me uh, actually like, saying, I went from, saying, yeah, that like, you know, this came out in 1994 but, and, uh, and he was asking, so when when did you kind of enter the tunnel where this would have been not effective? And I think like June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three, is actually when I entered the tunnel. <laughs> I think, and right, right. So yeah, that that's what supplanted it for me as well. But uh, and and that's the thing is like obviously I was in that and not quite as early and and deep as you guys were that early, but I was in that. And I mean, my first, uh, I went to dead shows early, but uh, my first fish show was 96. I can't, I think 96. And, um, but I always kept that on the side, like my love for grunge and whatever, because all my other friends were just in, I, I have to explain to you folks out there, all of them were just in this fish and grateful dead, like, maelstrom that I would sometimes have to pull myself out and like see sunny day real estate and stuff like that, which was, I'll, I would never give that up. I mean, that's part of why Kevin and I resonate so well is because Kevin has branched out and, and obviously you hear about his early 
music influences and stuff like that, but also become this indie just squirrel. It's unbelievable. <clears throat> so anyways, but I always hung on to my like love for grunge, you know, Drew. I mean, no, that, that's kind of your background there. I mean, like we've all right. kind of got our thing and you know, you're wearing right. a flannel shirt right now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It was so funny. My wife's like, my wife's like, so you got your grunge outfit on? I'm like, babe, aren't I always in a grunge outfit? Like, what, what are you talking like, about? My outfit. It's yeah, a, right. It's it's a. Is that your permanent Halloween costume? It's like, no, dude. That's right. Yeah, a costume. <laughs> right. Exactly. Are you are you trying to are you trying to be from Seattle or yeah? No. You got to play that Isbell song outfit. Don't call it an outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, my wife busts my balls like that too. Uh, But anyways, I'm glad you guys drew and I'm glad you picked up on this. Obviously wasn't in your wheelhouse at the time, but and I obviously I knew Kevin loved the record too, but it's just super special to me. And it's always in my rotation. Always. Yeah, it it definitely died out with the advent of the Jambandery, but it was definitely a highlight of you know like that and you know that Soundgarden stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, and then the Nirvana Unplugged, all those albums could carry through. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe yeah. even some we'll hear in the next season. Yeah, so I mean, you guys got anything to say about the next season to uh, people? A little, little. Uh, can we give them any it's, any kind it's of gonna uh, be formative? It, it's going to be formative, and it's going to be four. But wait, yeah. didn't didn't we already do that? Well, not this way though. No, we're having a four. We did do that once, yeah. But we're going to do it again, right? <laughs> right, in in a different sort of way. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have four more albums this time around. Uh, That's true. Kevin will we'll be have here. another four, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Be, uh, foursome. So instead of having twelve, instead of having twelve, we're gonna have sixteen. I mean, the thing is, uh, that number was come upon by Jed and I when there was just him and I in the podcast. Right. So we were gonna have eight episodes, and okay. uh, obviously now we've had twelve and now sixteen. Maybe we should get someone else in on it. The formative 20. Well, um, he'll be back in just a second. (laughs) Frosty. Are you back now? You're back, back. buddy. Welcome back. Now we can't hear you. We just had a freeze moment, but we're back. Yeah. Anytime I talk much, it freezes. So there you go, folks how it goes down i would say we were just blaming your neighbors for for like download downloading torrents yeah (laughs) i could easily be a maybe it's my 25 dollars internet service that i signed up for when i had no job maybe i should upgrade that possibly yeah i I always try and get on the neighbors but is it infrastructure week is it (laughs) is it is it yeah, I think it's infrastructure week. Yeah. Should I send someone something? Week, by the way. What's that? No, it just means invest in your infrastructure. 
Yeah, they're trying to create jobs by building infrastructure. Yeah. New deal. Invest in your infrastructure. Yeah. Highways, roads, and bridges. <laughs> yep. We're just garages. Why don't we just make dudes garages? Yeah. And we can all just kind of garages. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I, how about this? Our next season is going to be albums you're playing in your garage. The first, the next four yeah. albums you're playing in your garage. Albums you're listening to in your garage. Anyway, folks. That's a good one. Because that's a good one. Because I listen to all garage kinds albums. of albums garage yeah yeah garage albums i can't think of a better garage album than frankie and the witch fingers jesus christ folks i know i talk about this record all the time but it's so it's still so good so i'm assuming we're going to listen to frankie and the witch fingers next season is that correct oh we'll see okay all right I thought Rob was trying to dangle a little cherry in front of us. No, I was just plugging Frankie and the Witch Fingers again. <laughs> hoping they hoping they come to Chicago sometime soon. I know it's not going to happen. So to any members of Frankie, Frankie and the Witch Fingers or their friends who are listening, <laughs> please come to Chicago. Please, please come, come to, to Chicago. Chicago. Please. This is the power of podcasting, folks. You can wheel bands <laughs> to come to your tiny right. little city on Great Lake Michigan. Right. Who else do we want to come? <laughs> Everyone. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Everyone. Okay. Wand, you can stay in my apartment. <laughs> I mean, how can you get better than that? You make your Chicago money and then you have the pleasure of staying yeah, in my apartment. And you have a free place, free place to stay. I mean, how, Wand? In the verbs. But I'm not going to mention that. Um, okay, Juan. And while we're doing it, hey, hey, Radiohead, you too. I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, Man, I Radiohead. Can't, I never can't come again. put it down to one, but um, I'm excited about everything that comes. Um, hell, I'm. The kid can't make it come. Nobody. It's true. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm I telling see you, everyone. I really do. I just want live shows. There's a show or a, or a something out of what's going to happen when everything opens back up and people start playing shows. Cause we could literally follow and probably see a show every night and a, and a worthwhile show every night. Yeah. For a long time. It's just the whole working, taking care of kids. No, no, no. I got on the table. No, I got, I got that, but I'm just saying that's, and I mean, you know, my track record. Oh yeah. So I'm looking, they do happen. That's for damn sure. (laughs) I've been listing you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll get the, uh, we'll get the mics out and we'll tape. Practically single now. So shit. Yeah. Get yourself out and, We'll do it in this new economy, in this new world. Ideally, they'll uh, the shows will um, just be beamed into my head through that microchip <laughs> I got through uh, the vaccine. <laughs> there you oh, go. Yeah. Right. When's your second one due? April twenty fifth or fourth or something like that. Cool. My, my second one, second one's on Tuesday. All nice. right. You getting ready to rock it out? Yep. 
What brand? Moderna. Woohoo. That's what I had. It'll be interesting to see what your second reaction will be. I got the Pfizer. Any. You got Pfizer. Pfizer. Rolling with the. All right. Um, I hate to say this, but I think I got to go. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. We got everything we need. All right. I. 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 Then uh, peace out. We'll uh, talk to you later. Right on. We'll see you soon, brother. Peace. See you guys. This is Andrew, one of the hosts from the Music Challenge podcast, and I want to tell you how you can help us bring you more awesome music commentary episodes. You can subscribe in the listening app of your choice, or you can share this episode with someone you think might dig it. Uh, Please leave a rating and review for us on the listening app of your choice. That's a great way for regular listeners to be involved and let us hear from you. You can get in touch with us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook. Just search Music Challenge Pod and like us to follow us. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. We hope you enjoy the Music Challenge podcast and thanks for listening. Mm